having a real impact on our communities, our families, and our society. Good morning, Christian America. That's what I want to talk to you briefly today about is with the world in chaos, with calamity seemingly everywhere, how do we as Christians feel about the world? How do we feel about what's going on in our lives and how society is running? And if it's not good, what can we do about it? What should we be doing about it? Let's discuss that as we get ready to get into the weekend. Good morning, Christian America. And good morning, Christian America. Eddie here is always representing the Christian American revitalization effort. That's the Christian American community on all the social media platforms. That's this podcast, the Good Morning Christian America podcast on our YouTube channel, on our Rumble channel, on all the major uh, podcast platforms. That's the Christian American T-shirt company and ChristianAmericanTees.com where you can pick up Christian American apparel. We do all these things because we seek to revitalize the Christian faith across this nation. We seek to inform and educate you on scripture and on issues of the day that affect Christians throughout our land. Most of that stuff is concentrated here in this country, uh, but it is not exclusive because Christianity is not exclusive to America, but we are focused on revitalizing the faith of our nation. And, and it's in that light that we want to talk briefly today about just the state of the world right now. It seems like it's in chaos. We have gas shortages. We have war in the Middle East. We have uh, cyber attacks. We have political strife and division. We have poverty. We still have remnants of a pandemic and sick people. We have um, we have the effects still of the economy that was shut down. We have a growing population of the poor and disenfranchised. Uh, and so there's no shortage of crisis. And we can be frustrated as people. We can be frustrated as, as Christians in our leaders, in our society, in, a, in the way that things are running. And that's normal. We can't fight those feelings. They, they, they are what they are, and we feel what we feel. But we can, we can affect the way that we react to those feelings. And it can be tempting to be angry. It can be tempting to, be, to, to place blame on others. It can be tempting to find a scapegoat. It can be tempting to find another group, another person, these people, them, they, that are causing these problems and, and, and become outraged in that scenario. But that's not how we as Christians are supposed to respond. We must fight that urge. That is the urge of the world. That is the urge of the great deceiver. That is the urge of the prince of darkness. We must turn away from that urge. We must fight that urge. We as Christians must be children of the light. We must be children of the most high God. We must seek his direction, his intervention in our lives. We must seek the, the word of God through scripture that was provided to us by him. And in this word of his, in this lesson, this book, this blueprint, 
uh, of life, of love, of society, of humanity, of interactions with one another through all of this and everything that it is and that it and that it ever will be, everything that it stands for, we must try to exemplify. We must try to be that example for the rest of the world. We must be children of Christ. We must seek him always. And the way that Christ and the way that the the prophets, where they turned in their time of trouble, where they turned in their time of trial and tribulation, where Daniel turned when he was thrown into the lion's den where Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego turned when they were forced or they were going to be forced to kneel before a false god who uh, king where Abraham turned when he received word that he was supposed to sacrifice his son. It's where Jesus turned when in those last hours he was stressing and suffering agony in the garden it's where paul turns when he's stoned and shipwrecked and beaten it's where peter turned when he was crucified upside down it's where all the disciples all the followers of christ all the people that we read about throughout history that were true to their faith they stood firm in the full armor of god and it wasn't always loud it wasn't always brash it wasn't always a big um, spectacle most of the times it was small doing small things for people doing small things for communities doing small things for your family living right by an example not always having to give a, a grand speech or gather tons of people in order to make a movement to make a difference in the world Sometimes the biggest difference you can make is right under your own roof. Spending time with your families, raising your kids in a righteous manner, at least trying to raise your kids in a righteous manner. Getting involved in your community, helping. You don't always have to lead everything. Sometimes it's okay to follow. Sometimes you can do more leading by following. You can be exalted through humility. Scripture talks about this. Jesus talks about this. When we think that our role is to somehow change the world, think about how impossible that is, how impossible that sounds. Not one disciple changed the world, but each one of them playing a small role, doing their part. And all the people that they interacted with, some of them which are named in this text, whose names will live forever, whose legacy is with God and is good. People like Simeon, who helped Jesus with the cross, people like Veronica, who wiped his face. We still say and we still thank these people today for what they did in service to our Lord and Savior. So when we see 
violence in the Middle East. We see the, the Palestinian-Israel conflict turn violent. And we want to speak out. We want to yell. We want to argue. We want to point fingers. We want to blame. I'd ask that you take time to look within yourself, within your community. When we see the homeless on the street and it stirs up emotions inside of us, we want to scream, we want to yell, we want to blame, we want to tell them, give them advice, tell them what to do, yell at our politicians, local and federal and state. But I'd ask you to turn inside. When you see atrocities in the criminal justice system or on the streets of your own town or within, in the heights of our country, in our political offices, wherever you see it, wherever you find it, it can stir up those emotions of anger and hatred and division. And without any counterbalance, without any understanding that that's what the devil wants, that is what evil wants. He wants division. He wants anger. He wants jealousy. He wants gluttony. He wants lust. He wants these things to be pervasive throughout our society. We must ask ourselves, what does Jesus want? What did he want during these times? How did he act in these times? How did his followers, the people whom he spent the most time with, how did they act in times of trial and tribulation? How did they act in times of persecution? Did they strike out with violence? Did they order mobs of people to stone others? Or did they brush the dirt off of their feet? And did they keep moving in the, in, in the works and the deeds that God had planned for them? So we may be tempted to do something grandiose. We may be tempted to start a revolution. We may be tempted to quote unquote change the world. But all of those things, they start in here first. They start with your family. They start with your children. They start with husband and wife. And then eventually they branch out to a neighbor and a second neighbor and to the community. And then when everyone is treating each other right, when everyone is able to get along, you expand a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more. Screaming at the top of your lungs, making enemies of your brothers and sisters in your neighborhood, brothers and sisters in your congregation, brothers and sisters at your workplace, making enemies of these people isn't changing the world for the good. It's creating and it's sowing division. Putting and placing your politics above Jesus is the wrong place to be. Because nothing that is good comes, any, comes from anywhere else other than this book, other than God himself. If it doesn't originate in here, then it's not good. And so when we place priorities 
in our lives, when we place the world, when we place our flesh, when we place our own ambition, when we place our own uh, attitude above the Word of God, above the wisdom of Christ, then we are walking a road to destruction. And the people that you're gathering on your side, you're leading them down the road to destruction. No matter where you fall on these issues of the world, you must always seek the wisdom of God. Because we are not to lean on our own understanding, but on the wisdom of God to lead us, to guide us, to shepherd us, to help us seek out the works that he has laid in advance for us. In these trying times, and they are trying times, seek the one who is righteous. Seek the path to life. Avoid the flesh and avoid destruction and seek righteousness and eternal life with our Lord and Savior. That's how you change the world for the better. One small act of kindness and generosity and caring and selflessness at a time. Being a helpful hand to someone in need without having to pat yourself on the back or have someone else pat you on the back for it. God says what is done in the dark will be seen in the light. You'll have your reward in heaven unless you seek your reward here on earth. So let's seek the treasure in heaven. Let's place our hearts and our minds and our attentions towards heaven. Let's seek the guidance and understanding and the leadership by following the example that Christ gives us. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, if you like this message, if you get value out of this effort, we'd ask that you simply share it on your social media platform, that you'd engage with it, that you'd like it, that you'd uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel, the Rumble channel, the Facebook page or the Instagram page or the Twitter page or the parlor page that you're watching this on. We don't ask for donations. We ask for your participation. Be a participant in the Christian American community. Seek to be involved in the revitalization of the Christian faith across this land. Remember to put God first, always and forever. And until Monday, you guys stay on fire. For Christ, stay blessed. Good morning, Christian America.